0: The torch of
1: freedom. Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. My name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach, working here with David and Tim Barton, David's America's premier historian, and our founder at Wall Builders, Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor. And President of Wall Builders, you can find out more about all three of us at our website, wallbuilders.com. Wallbuilders.com, and of course, that word, wallbuilders, comes from a scripture in Nehemiah. It says, Arise and rebuild the walls that we may no longer be a reproach. Here in America today, we have to rebuild the foundations. We have to restore the foundational principles that made the country great in the first place. And today, we are celebrating the restoration of one of those most important principles, freedom of religion. Joe Kennedy, a coach in Washington State, took a stand, and as a result, here we are, nine years later, with a tremendous victory. Huge victory. It happened last summer at the Supreme Court, but Joe is going back to the football field this week. And in fact, this Friday, September 1st, is going to be Take a Knee Day and we're encouraging everyone to participate in this. RFIA.org is the website. That's Restoring Faith in America, RFIA.org. You go to that website, you can sign up, be part of it, take a knee with Coach Kennedy and fellow patriots across the nation celebrating our freedom, worshiping God, and being thankful for what we have and exercising those constitutional rights. So we've got a great program today. We're going to hear from Kelly Shackelford, who was the attorney for Joe and, of course, has First Liberty. We have Kelly on all the time. Wonderful, wonderful organization over at First Liberty. Represent a ton of people. And um, Kelly is going to – we're actually going to play a video, that the audio of a video that Kelly made celebrating this victory, but also pointing out this is a big, big sea change. This is a shift in the landscape, a huge shift in the landscape for religious liberty here in America. And so we want to hear from Kelly first, talking about that, and uh, then we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and have – Joe Kennedy himself with us. All right, here's Kelly Shackelford from First Liberty.
2: I've got some great news about religious freedom in America. Hi, I'm Kelly Shackelford, President and CEO of First Liberty Institute. We're the largest legal group in the country that all we do is religious freedom. And there's a lot of bad news. There's a lot of attacks on religious freedom, certainly more than we've ever seen. But there's some huge news from the Supreme Court. We just had a number of major victories. I'm going to say something that you're even going to be surprised by. Every American right now, has more religious freedom than they've ever had in their lifetime. The problem is most don't know. So that's why I'm trying to get this information along to you. You can spread this to others. Probably the best example of this, and to help you understand this, is the Coach Kennedy case. Coach was a coach who just wanted to go to a knee after the football game. He was fired. We went all the way to the Supreme Court. And most people know we won, that Coach Kennedy gets to go after the games to a knee and say a prayer. He's got his coaching job back. When he goes this fall to that first game, there'll be a lot of TV cameras covering this all over the country. But what people don't know is what happened within the decision. And that is, there's a major case called the Lemon case that was reversed. This case has been cited over the last 50 years over 7,000 times. And what it is is we have an establishment clause because the founders didn't want there to be a nationally established church. But this Supreme Court 50 years ago, the same court that gave us Roe v. Wade, said no no we think it means a lot more than that we think it means strict separation of church and state that wherever government is religion can't be we think it means that if you're offended by religion you can bring a lawsuit well you, you can't bring lawsuits because you're offended but that's why for the last 50 years we've seen attacks on nativity scenes at christmas and menorahs at hanukkah and a ten commandments monument uh and you know a prayer at a school board meeting And over any religion at school, it's like there's a fire at the school. Why? Because any of these things are a violation of anything in the Constitution? No, because of the Lemon case. And so in Kennedy, that was reversed. Over 7,000 citations gone. Everything you've been taught for the last 50 years that you can't do, you can do now. You, You know, the crosses that went down, they come back up. The Ten Commandments that were pushed into the closet, they can come back out. The prayer that was stopped at the school board meeting, it can't stop. It can't stop it anymore. Uh, the, the prayers after the football game with kids from both teams, they want to invite coaches as well, all protected under the First Amendment. So this is a really new day. The problem is for 50 years, people have been trained they can't do any of these things. And so this is a matter of people taking back the freedoms that have been gone. And it's, it's just up to you and your own community. It's not complicated. It's just asking for some things, doing some things. But it's essentially, we're always on defense, reacting. This is on offense. We've already won. the land. God has taken the land and it's out in front of you if you're willing to walk into it. And you might say, well, I don't know what I can do. Well, that's why we have Restoring Faith in America. It's a national campaign for everybody to take back their own community, to, to Simple as saying, let's have a school board prayer. Let's, uh, have, let's get together after the game and pray. Let's, and it just goes on and on. But it's a matter of restoring faith in America. And you can start in your community. And what we're going to see happen is when one community starts, and it's already starting, other communities are going to see that. They're going to do that. They're going to go, wow, I can do that now. And this is going to catch like a great positive virus that sweeps the country. It could even be the spark that starts revival. So take your part in this, share this with other people. You can go to rfia.org, that's Restoring Faith in America, and get some simple things you can do and how you can even share this with others. But this is great news. God is moving in the midst of a really dark time. God is moving in ways we have never seen with regard to expanding religious freedom in America. It's just a matter of you taking what he's given you and make a difference. God bless you. Call us or email us or go to our website at FirstLiberty.org if we can help you in any way. But this is really good news. Be empowered. Make a difference. God bless you.
1: That was Kelly Shackelford from First Liberty. What a great word. What an encouraging time. I'm excited. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Coach Joe Kennedy, our special guest. This guy is a true patriot. He's a, he's a Marine. He's a coach in, in Washington State. And he is on the front lines restoring religious liberty in America. I couldn't be more excited. You can hear my voice. I'm a little bit giddy about this one. Here we go, folks. Quick break. We'll be right back with Coach Joe Kennedy.
3: This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. After the final victory at Yorktown, the Continental Army awaited the outcome of peace negotiations with Great Britain. Pastor Israel Evans, a chaplain in the army, proposed to George Washington that they build a structure where church services could be held during the months of waiting. Washington approved the plan and urged his officers to ensure that the soldiers attended service. Pastor Evans further knew, if we were to secure the liberties they had fought for, sound education would be crucial. He declared, Every parent and every friend to the freedom of his country ought to be attentive to the improvement of our youth in the principles of freedom and good government, and then the people will stand fast in their liberty for a long time. Our schools today need to return to teaching the principles of freedom and good government in order for America to survive and prosper. For more information about Pastor Israel Evans and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com.
1: Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Great to have with us Coach Joe Kennedy. Coach, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on and sharing some time with us here at Wall Builders.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, man, you've uh, you've become a household name uh, for really good reasons. Every American is benefiting uh, because of your stand, uh, the religious liberty that we have now and, and, and the good decision by the Supreme Court, but then the efforts of First Liberty. All of that is fantastic, but it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been willing to take a stand and 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 to basically to push back and say you're going to fight for your rights. So I I got to ask, man, at what point did you kind of flip the switch in your head and say, you know what, I can't just lay down and 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 take this or ignore this. It's not just me at stake here.
0: Right. Uh, I started out when I was talking to the. School district and they didn't want me to pray with the kids and I agreed to that Um, unfortunate but you know their school their rule but then they said oh we just still see you praying and you know I had to draw the line right there where they said that I couldn't pray out in public just because it was a public school and you know that that was a a line that I could not cross especially after I was sitting there listening to my, my football team I kept them abreast of everything that's going on and they said coach can't you just go along with what the school says and so you can stay our coach and i knew at that exact second i had to do this because it was the right thing to do i i would set a bad example as a coach and as a man if if i if i back
1: down to this oh man i i love that so they the, basically the 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 kids were saying you know just yeah, come on just go along to get along so that you know we can still play ball together and you knew yeah. there was more at stake there then you're, you know, being able to be there and 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 coach them. This was about this was literally about our liberty and freedom.
0: Right. You know, as 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 a believer in God, it it wasn't that big of a deal because I could pray anywhere. It was the fact that I was a Marine for 20 years and I stood up to defend the Constitution and now all of a sudden they say it doesn't apply to me. Well, if they're doing this to me, imagine what they're doing to the rest of the people in America. So yeah. I absolutely had to stand up. There was no way on God's green earth was I going to stand by and let them take away the First Amendment from Americans.
1: I-, I love that convergence of both your your biblical worldview and your faith in God and then your constitutional foundation, You know your, your love of country and freedom as a Marine and knowing what you fought for. Um, It's almost like God prepared you for this, man. I mean, it's like your whole (laughs) life was leading up to this moment. Do you feel like that sometimes? I do.
0: You know, going through it as a kid and being, you know, troubled youth in and out of group homes and foster homes and boys' homes, I didn't understand why I was going through everything. I couldn't understand why my life was so difficult and why I was always fighting. And when I joined the Marines, it seemed like a good place to go to learn how to fight and and direct that kind of uh, anger and and give the discipline. Then turning around and becoming a Christian right after that, having God really just using me the moment that I I surrendered to him, boom. (laughs) He asked me to do this. So, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Well, and your whole story, you've got a book out uh basically telling your life story and and why this happened and and why you think it's important. Uh your website com. is the book out yet or is it about to come out?
0: It's about to come out. It's on pre-sale on Amazon right now. It's it's uh releasing in October. Um just it's at print and doing its thing. So, Great. It, it, right Partway through October, it should be out.
1: Excellent. What do you hope people get from the book? I really hope
0: that everybody just gets inspired. It's really just a a true love story. Um, I I hate to sound so cheesy and, you know, uh, soft and squishy, but it really is a love story. (laughs) My love of, of my country, the love of my wife, and the love of the school and the Constitution, really standing up for what every American should be blessed and be able to, you know, express. And I just hope it, you know, kind of like the Rocky movies, you walk out and you feel inspired, like you could take on the world. Because if a guy like me can can do this, imagine what everybody could do together.
1: I, I think of all the great things we're talking about today with you, the thing I'm going to remember is the Marine football coach saying, I hate being so soft and squishy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not that guy usually. (laughs) I love it, man. But God softens our heart. You're what I call a tender warrior. You know, Stu Weber had that great book. I gave it to all the guys at my wedding 30 years ago. Uh, You know, it's that tender warrior. It's what John Lovell calls a warrior poet. You know, you've you've, you've got that toughness and, and ability to defend your family and your country, but at the same time, God has softened your heart to serve your family and serve your country and serve those, those boys you're coaching on the football field. Um, So I think it's, man, it's what we need more of Joe. I'm telling you this, this lack of godly manhood is a big part of why we're in the mess we're in. And so that's why we love championing your, your story. um, You know, partly just for the cultural impact that, that you represent. But man, you talk about a huge impact on America and religious liberty. I can't imagine what you felt like when the Supreme court decision came down. Did you, did mean, it, it feel surreal, like you're in a movie? Like, what am I doing at the United States Supreme Court building here, having a press conference with Kelly we're talking about how we just changed 50 years of of legal decisions? That's huge, man. Right,
0: and and it's not me. You know, it's absolutely God wanted every every American to stand up, and I really, really believe in prayer and. If it wasn't for every American, because we know that God could do anything, but it was because of all the Americans that were praying and backing me up on this, is the reason why God heard our, our, our prayers, and it absolutely worked out. And surreal's not even the right word. I, I don't know what that word is, but... If a high school football coach from Bremerton, Washington, can change the United States, imagine what we could do with the rest of the world. Imagine what we could do for our country just right now and all the turmoil that we're in. We need men to be men. And if they don't understand what it means to be a man, tell them to come over and meet me. I'll, I'll help coach them to be a better man.
1: Oh, I love it. Ah, I love it. Joe, God <laughs> bless you. This is so good. Okay, I want to give out your website at coachjoekennedy.com. And, uh, folks, if you get on there, you can follow Joe on Facebook and keep up with what he's doing, speaking engagements, all that good stuff, but also, uh, be ready when the book comes out in, in October. And, uh, and Joe, for those that don't know the story, I feel like everybody in our audience probably knows it, but we, you know, people driving and channel changing, they get, get to the show and they may not, uh, just back up for a second and remind us, I mean, this was not, it wasn't like you as a coach. And this is how the left has tried to portray you. It's, oh, this guy's making his kids pray, and, and they don't get play in time if they don't pray, and all that kind of stuff. You were literally praying by yourself after the game, right, if I understand it right. And then uh, over time, some of the boys started joining you. But wh- just, if you don't mind, just kind of walk us back through what happened and and how it ended up being such a big deal. Right.
0: It started out, I was watching,
1: uh, facing the
0: Giants one night over the weekend after I was offered the job, and I made my commitment right there to God. Uh, God, I'm in. I will give the glory after every game, win or lose, right there on the battlefield. And that's the way it started. Like you said, it, it was me praying by myself. A couple of my guys came out, I don't know, maybe six months into the season and asked what I was doing. And I said, just thanking God for what you guys did out there in the football field and letting me be part of it. They want to know if they could come out. And I said, this is a free country. You guys could do whatever you want to do. They started coming out. It was hit and miss. If you win by a lot of points, you know, people are so excited. They forget what, you know, to give thanks to. And also same thing. If you lose, you end up, I don't want to celebrate. And I definitely don't want to be thankful for a a loss. But I was steadfast in my, my commitment with God. It went on for eight years and the school district uh, learned of what we were doing because of a compliment from another school district, saw what our football program was doing was awesome. So, this hey, Joe, I got to interrupt
1: you. I, I had yeah. missed that fact that you just said oh. it went on for eight years. So, it wasn't like this started, you know, at the beginning of the football season and all of a sudden, a couple months later, a big brouhaha. Everybody in the community was, I mean, they knew this was going on eight years. This was going on. I, I had oh, missed yeah. that. All this stuff yeah. I've seen about your story. Wow. Yeah.
0: It, it, and and it's a small community. We're we're not a huge town. It's a small, close knit town. Everybody knows everybody. I grew up with the, these guys' parents. It was it was nothing new. It was nothing that was required, and it, that was the thing. I, I asked everybody if if you think that I was forcing kids to to do this or if they felt pressured to do this. Find one. Just find one kid, and I threw that out on national news. Find one kid that ever felt pressured because. It was never like that. That's good. It wasn't even close to being like that. And they couldn't come up with anybody. And the school district admitted there was no one that came forward and and said that they felt compelled to pray. Wow. But, yes, I ended up uh, being uh, released halfway through the football season.
1: And I don't want to miss what you had started to say. Sorry, I'm going to jump in here again. You had started to say somebody... Uh, there was a compliment of some kind, or somebody, it, it was kind of random. I want to get back to that, so t- tell us that again. So you're, you're doing this for eight years, and right. then somebody, there's some random compliment that brings it to the attention of somebody. G- g- tell us that part.
0: Right. The school district, uh, one of the, uh, we were at a football game, and one of the educators from another school district was out watching the football game, and they saw what we were doing after, coming together with both teams and having a moment of, of peace and sportsmanship and giving thanks. So they, they felt compelled to call the, pr- the principal of Bremerton High School and compliment him on how awesome the football program is doing and what they are doing. And, of course, with every kind of compliment, they started an investigation. The school district lawyers got involved, and it spun way out of control from that moment on as soon as the wow. lawyers got involved.
1: So a compliment from an educator at another school <laughs> ends up sparking this whole whole thing. Okay, and then you were about to tell us they they bring you in, and uh, I guess what was their what was their demand initially from the school?
0: Well, they gave me three demand letters. It, it was a letter of direction. The first one said I could pray as long as I didn't it didn't interfere with my job duties. Well, that wasn't a problem. Then they gave me another letter said everything would be fine if you just stop praying with the kids. And I, I complied with that. And then they said, you need to stop praying or you will be on suspension until you comply with the school district's policies or their direction. And that's where I had to draw the line. And I said, no, I I will not comply with that. There is no way I'm gonna be able to do that. And the, their lawyers were steadfast. They wanted to meet with our lawyers and it became this big fight over something so simple as a 30 second prayer find myself on a 50-yard line.
1: Man, the things God uses to have such a big impact, because that 30-second prayer now has opened the door for religious liberty in so many different areas, and, and you, you know, had great counsel and, and Kelly Shackleford and that whole team over at, at, at First Liberty. Tell us about this Take a Knee. Um, This is going to be on Friday, September 1st. And um, it, and it's basically a way for people all over the country to participate in both a celebration of religious liberty, but really educating people about what our religious liberty is. What's, what's Take a Knee all about? You
0: absolutely nailed it. That's what the plan is, is we're inviting every American to be so thankful for living in this country, for the freedoms that we have, and and to Take a Knee on Friday uh, after a football game or Friday evening, I, I just ask every American, just take a moment of, of pause and take a knee, say a prayer, thank God, thank your parents, thank your neighbors, thank whoever is in your life that you would like to be thankful for, and be able to just express their, their First Amendment right. And anywhere they're at, doesn't matter if you're at your home, out in the front yard, you're at a football game, but let's kick off the football season, the 2023 football season with being grateful for what we have.
1: Yeah, that that heart of gratitude, so incredibly important. All right, folks, remember this phrase, restoring faith in America. You remember that, you'll be able to go straight to the website. It's just those first four letters, RFIA, restoringfaithinamerica.org. And when you go to that page, you can take the challenge and you can sign up and you can get involved and, and get the resources from them. But the easy thing is, get with people on Friday night, take a knee with Coach Kennedy, he's going to be doing it in, there in Washington. We're going to have people all over the country praying with Coach, with with other Americans. And as you said, Joe, just uh, and I want to emphasize that, just that heart of gratitude that we live in a free nation, that God's given us the ability uh, to express these things and to worship him and to serve him. Oh, we miss that heart of gratitude in America. So good, man. So many different things, the godly manhood, the gratitude, the religious liberty. I just think God's put you at the at the forefront of what it's going to take to turn this country around. So bless you, man. Thank you for being willing to take a stand.
0: Oh, absolutely! It was it was the uh, toughest thing in the world, taking that long and dragging my family through everything. But absolutely worth it. I'd do it again in a second. I hope I never have to, and I hope no other American will have to go through this. But I want if you don't exercise your rights, you're just going to end up losing them. So it did, the fight was definitely worth every single uh, bit of misery that
1: I had. And I, and I forgot to mention that or even ask you about it, but it was not an overnight thing. This was how long? Seven or eight years in, in, in the legal battles? Well, this will be the ninth football
0: season. It was in 2015, so I'll be, I'm stepping on the field here nine football seasons later. So eight full years it, it took for me to get back here. Wow.
1: Wow. All right. The book is called Average Joe, The Inspirational True Story of Coach Joe Kennedy, One Man's Faith, and the fight to change a nation. Our friend Kelly Schackford does the forward on it. Joe Kennedy, you are an American patriot. God bless you, man. Appreciate you so much for your time today. Awesome. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on Wall We're back here at Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. Wow, wow, wow! What a great, great interview today. Uh, what a what a great story. We're just thankful for Coach Kennedy and and his stand and the result. You know, we're thankful to Donald Trump for the uh, appointments on the Supreme Court that got us this decision, and uh, and just the hard work of of Kelly Shackelford and people that have been on the front lines for so long. You know, if David, Bar- I, I truly believe this. If David Barton had not written. The, the you know the 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 school prayer book America to prayer not to pray 30 years ago and then original intent and and all of the things that Wallbuilders has done to dispel this myth of the separation of church and state and the way it's been applied in America we wouldn't be sitting here today folks so this is this is fruit from years and years and years ago and uh, and a lot of people pouring in and, and and working to to get us to this point so celebrate your liberty enjoy your liberty live out your liberty be a part of restoring faith in america rfia.org rfia.org is the website take the challenge and take a knee on september 1st and i i always throw a little bit too much at you but i'm going to do that today because you know we're we're on the heels of uh getting close to uh, constitution day september 17th so don't forget that opportunity to come celebrate constitution day with us in fredericksburg texas we're going to have an incredible celebration with kirk cameron and brad stein and myself and and just a big crowd. We're going to we're gonna be out there doing comedy, Constitution, and Revival. We're going to be encouraging people to start Constitution classes right after Constitution Day. Hope that you'll do that. Whether you can come in and physically join us or not on September 17th, you can absolutely get started as a Constitution coach by going to constitutioncoach.com. Now, if you do want to come spend that special day on September 17th with us and maybe even stay after and do a, a constitutional defense course where you can get your handgun defense course as well, then check that out at patriotacademy.com and join us for Constitution Day. But first of all, this week, coming up right, you know, literally in a few days, on Friday, September 1st, make sure that you're taking a knee and you're a part of this very important celebration of our religious liberty. And then, two weeks later, celebrate the Constitution itself and the Bill of Rights and the fact that we have these freedoms here in America. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wallblower. We
2: stand the